0: How about that new intro travis
1: yes it's
0: looking we, so
1: good we, it's amazing to look back right all of the uh the guests that we've had um you know we're over 230 some odd episodes and all the players and the coaches and um media people the corn fairy tour top 25 that you're doing it's uh it's been cool to see. And this has been a huge week, by the way. We appreciate everybody going out and um, subscribing to the podcast. And if you haven't, you got to go do it. And then leave us a rating in a comment because that goes a long ways. We're climbing our goals to get to the top five. So a new intro. I love it.
0: And I would say, too, if there's somebody you want to see on the podcast, if there's a, you know, an instructor you're interested in, if there's a player you really like, comment, let us know. Leave us a comment on YouTube, um, a review in the Apple Podcasts, and we'll do our best to to get them on. But this is um, we've got some exciting stuff coming up, redoing the website, which is going to be incredible. Some really new cool opportunities for for people in, in the Travis Fulton golf community.
1: Yeah, the website's coming along. I think um, it'll be ready to go probably December 1st, um, kind of in conjunction with the studio, which is moving along as well. We'll have a a new About Golf simulator in there, um, putting green. We'll work on some new podcast sets and green screens and all. So it's going to be an all-encompassing studio, and uh, so we're excited about that. A lot of golf, though, being played right now in the meantime, including... Your boy, Robert Strebb,
0: My boy. Um, I don't know that that's technically anybody's boy, but a lot of interest on Twitter in breaking down his swing. Um, we know that now he's won back after Keith Mitchell had a hot start as we're recording this on Friday. The CJ Cup, the second week in Vegas. But very interesting swing here. Um, you tweeted about it earlier, and a lot of people wanted to hear your take on it, so I'll just let you take it away.
1: Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of feedback on the swing. I called it a funky swing because it is. And, and when I call someone swing different, unique, funky, it doesn't mean that you're trying to mold everybody into like this perfect cookie cutter swing. That's not the case. People who follow me know I love these swings that have personality. But when you look at Streb, he's a 10 finger grip. Number one, he takes it back like the first moves clean on plane face looks square. And then he He kind of like hinges it up, lifts it, opens the face up with some extension in the wrist. And then he kind of pulls down on it steep, takes on this ton of side bend to the right. All of these things that you would never see posted in social media, right? As, hey, try this, right? You would never see square to open at the top, pull it down with some extension, ton of side bend back with probably Samantha the most amount of like face flip and rotation on the other side all of these things I'm listing are things that you you just you wouldn't advertise but yet he has them and clearly he's got incredible hands um, as a and, and usually when you see players like this that have a lot of face rotation and they use their hands they have great short games which Streb does as well it's just a funky swing it's cool to look at And my goodness, he shot 11 under par. They are absolutely dismantling this golf course.
0: Well, it was funny to me, I um, was looking on your Twitter page and obviously we had beaten the bookie on um, earlier this week and get, he gave away his whole golf package for free, but somebody had tweeted like, how about streb at the top? And his response was, I promise you, he won't be there on Sunday. And I thought that was hilarious. Just <laughs> like, he's just one of those guys that gets hot every once in a while, but I don't, I mean, you know more about the golf swing than me Is it just doesn't seem as consistent. It's working right now, um, but we'll see how it works the rest of the weekend.
1: Yeah, the cream's going to rise to the top. This is this is a no-cut event. Um, when you have a no-cut event, everybody's playing four rounds. You'll see the cream ri- rise up as we go. Um, I'd be surprised if Streb held on. He's a world-class player, obviously. Put it all together. And you have – there he is. You have one of those days um, where it just comes together and you shoot 11 under par. But it's just interesting. You, you put these swings out there. You make these comments and people are really interested in Robert Streb's swing because they know it looks, it doesn't look, it doesn't look right. You know, it looks weird. It looks, doesn't look like the rest of the swings that you see on the PGA tour. So I guess if he wins, we'll have to go full breakdown on Monday on uh, TF golf.
0: I'm full send on Robert Streb. I would love to, um, to see him take it by storm, although I don't think it's gonna happen. Something else I saw that was mind-boggling as I was looking up stuff for this podcast this morning was the headline that reads this Ricky Fowler in contention at CJ Cup after visit with Butch Harmon. Now there's a lot going on in that headline that I'm just not <laughs> I'm yeah. just not sure where it came from. First of all, he went and saw Butch Harmon after how how many years of not working with him. Yeah. Second of all, in contention, I feel like is a bit of a stretch considering he's like five or six shots back after one round. Um, But you're friends with his coach that he allegedly was seeing now. What's going on here? Because we know that Butch lives in Vegas. He's, what, 78 years old now and stops traveling with the tour. So it is kind of a hot spot for that to happen um, in Vegas. But what's your take on this?
1: Well, Ricky was with Butch for a long time. Um, You know, during his five wins on the PGA Tour, he won the players. And he was relevant, right? I mean, Ricky was relevant. Ricky has, I wouldn't put it in the funky swing category, but I would put it in a different type of action. Like it's an unusual type of swing in the way that he kind of steepens the shaft and transition. Again, you wouldn't promote that um, on social media. Like that's not something you're trying to do and the science is suggesting. So you have to kind of protect that. And there's, some things that you have to kind of work around and match up with that particular pattern, which he clearly has done very, very well from Oklahoma state to becoming a multiple winner on the PGA tour. We know Ricky is a star. Um, There's appeal there marketing and people want to see Ricky get back. Well, anyway, he changed coaches, went to John Tillery who works with Kevin Kistner and some others and as I understand, they started to kind of change that pattern a little bit more in attempt to take some pressure off his lower back. And Ricky went through those swing changes. You could see bits and pieces of it over the last couple of years. And then we got to a point where Ricky wasn't playing that well through those changes, which I clearly can understand because those were wholesale changes. I mean, big changes, Samantha, that at that level are hard to make to play and compete against these players. So then I think after about a year, year and a half of that, there was probably like four or five months ago, I tweeted out or I posted Ricky to me, looks like he went back to his old swing. It looked exactly like he used to swing it. Now we hear rumor. He goes and sees Butch Harmon. It's probably the right move, right? I like John Tillery. Um, That was a big ass to have make those changes. um, This late in his career. I think Ricky needed to go back what was successful for him work with the swing that he had I think the injury is probably the um, you know in the lower back is he gonna suffer from that a little bit more now as he goes back to his lower swing I don't know so you have to kind of manage that but I think from a performance standpoint I'm not quite sure why he wanted to change it go down that path other than injury um, because again that's a huge change when you're trying to Steepen the shaft more going back and then shallow it coming down when you're used to the other way, kind of shallower horizontal going back, laid off, and then steepen it to change that pattern and what that means to impact. I mean, I mean, that's a huge ass. So I've been texting with John Tillery and I'm going to have him on soon. So stay tuned Thursday, instruction on the podcast. We'll get Tillery on and kind of see what's up. But also, can I just say, Butch, look, No one talks instruction and we break it down more than here on the Stripe Show podcast on Thursday. So Butch Harmon, if you're listening, come on, let's go. Let's have you on the podcast.
0: I love it. He's one of those guys that, you know, he fits right into what you're doing on what we're doing here on Thursdays. And I thought it was interesting. The, the quotes that were here in this golf channel article, it said Fowler didn't visit Harmon for strength for swing instruction after TPC Summerlin, but he wanted assurance from a friend on what he's been working on as he searches for his mid 2010s form. Obviously back when he was playing really well, it said uh, Harmon told golf Channel.com, He came over a couple days really just to hang out. Didn't really help him with his game. I thought he was swinging fine. I find that a little bit hard to believe, <laughs> but um, you wouldn't, I don't think you would go out of your way um, to go over there um, without, kind of even Fowler set himself right here, just kind of getting his stamp of approval.
1: <laughs> look, I, I, there's, there's a lot of digging there to do. I don't want to speculate. I mean, I don't think you just go over there to go over there. Clearly they're friends, but look, there's, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff happening with coaches and players. Um, so like I said, I think we're at a point as we enter the fall here on the podcast we're cranking we're growing we'll get John Tillery on we'll see what's up right talking with Tillery about Fowler and then we'll get Butch on and we'll see what's up right and we'll hear it from them on what do we want to do here to get Ricky Fowler playing great golf because he did shoot six under Samantha on Thursday and he's still five back because shot 11. <laughs> um but, yeah, I mean, we let's get Fowler back, too. Tiger's coming back. Let's get Fowler back. We got Spieth back. Love it.
0: We'll get to Tiger, and we're not even going to go to Spieth today. But, um, obviously, we know Butch is at Rio Seco in Nevada, which is out there in Las Vegas. As I said, he stopped he stopped traveling with the tour a while ago and this golf channel article i read was very interesting because it's like during those two weeks in vegas it's kind of what they call like a mini camp or a combine Mm -hmm. because he's got dj woodland adam scott ricky fowler nick watney um and so it's very interesting kind of i would love to be a fly on the wall between those two events with all of those two practicing with what, one of the best instructors of all time um, at 78 years old. Um, So I think that that's, that's super interesting takeaway about these couple weeks in Vegas. Um, Obviously those two weeks in Vegas were because of travel restrictions because the CJ cup was supposed to be in South Korea. But um, I can imagine that between those guys we mentioned and Butch, there are some very good stories being told (laughs) around uh, the happy hour table.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, that's a must listen, right? And That's why we'd love to get him on, not only just talk instruction and coaching, but stories, um, the coach speak. I I think it'd be fascinating. But yeah, there's so many great stories. I mean, yeah, you'd have to put Butch as the greatest coach of all time. What he is, he's a coach, right? I think he clearly understands what he's doing um, from a technique standpoint. But he just has a way to, I think, go in with players different types of patterns, Ricky Fowler types of patterns, Dustin Johnson types of patterns match things up and protect the genius that's within these players and then position them mentally to go out and play instinctive golf and just be themselves. Right. I think protecting the genius of professional golfers is gotta be the most important thing to do. There's a genius in Ricky Fowler. Um, he swings the club differently, but you got to protect that and not rock the boat so much where he can't be the player that he knows he can be. And there's always a learning curve when you make changes um, and it's not a perfect science. But I think if anybody's come the closest to perfecting the science of protecting that genius and making subtle changes for the better, it's, it's certainly butch.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And that brings us to an interesting point um, that I was going to mention. And you're not going to think this flows well, but it does. Rory yesterday Mm -hmm. shot 68, had an eagle and a triple, and only two pars in the back nine. And that leads me to, obviously, I played in college, played at Arkansas, and that's kind of one of the things we talk about a lot when talking about college athletics is, as you know, um, those coaches aren't, they're there to help when you need it, but they're not there to change your swing, right? They're not right. typically your swing coach. They're more like the course management coach or the co- coach that facilitates your practices. And one of the biggest things that my coach, um, Shauna, taught us, At Arkansas was just to get out of trouble and I think that that's something that so many amateurs can learn and that I didn't really even understand until I was in college play the shot you know you can hit Mm -hmm. don't try to be a hero and I'm not saying that that's what happened here in Rory's case but those big numbers they really can hurt you if you could just get it down one stroke or two strokes and if you do that nine or 10 times around. You're going to improve dramatically. And I remember always thinking um, my coach would always tell me look in all four directions. If you're in the tree, look high, look low, look left, look right. Obviously, most of the time, there's a place you're not looking. Hit the shot you know you can hit, get out of trouble. And you will be better fit to avoid those large numbers because large numbers growing up for me were always my downfall. I wouldn't make as many bogeys as I would make like two doubles. Um, And then I would have to rally back for, for several birdies or or even an Eagle. So something, something to take away there, obviously I don't know what happened on that hole for Rory, but um, that's your advice for me this weekend is get out of trouble with one shot, just punch it out. I don't care if it's 10 feet and Take your medicine and go from there. Would you agree?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, it's kind of Rory, though, isn't it? Like he eagles (laughs) fourteen, birdies fifteen, triple bogey seventeen, birdies eighteen. I mean, it's just you know, it's kind of Rory. You know, he's so unworldly talented, can do so many things. Um, And then it just seems like there's this one thing, brain lapse something kind of in the way. I don't know. It just always kind of something there as of late with Rory. I know he won in Charlotte last year, although it's this calendar year, but the last season on the PGA tour. Um, I just think it's, you know, I I just think it's being able to focus and and keep that intensity up for Rory. You know, I think that's all it is. I, I really do. And I think there, there's some still work to be done. I think with with his swing and whatnot that he's been working on with uh, Pete Cowan, um, but just that triple bogey from I believe he was he was either in the bunker or just right outside of it. I mean, it's just it's just silly, you know, at his level of play, it's just unacceptable. Um, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, be conservative, right? When you hit it in the trees and you're a 10 handicap punch it back out to the middle of the fairway. Don't go through this little window and try to get it up by the green. You know, minimize the damage, be conservative and punch it out and then learn, you know, and now live another day and minimize the damage. I think it's it's hard to do. It really is because the emotions are running and it's hard to eliminate and just accept like, okay, I'm probably going to make a bogey here, but let's not make any more than a bogey And now I go for it, to hit the tree, it comes down and oh my goodness, now I'm going to make maybe double or triple.
0: Yeah. You got to look at like, if it's going to, if you're going to punch it through the trees and you're not able to get it on the green then just hit it out where you know you won't hit a tree. If it's going to take two shots to get on the green anyway, that's kind of what I would always try to think about in college is how many shots is it going to take me to get out of this, and let's yeah. not make it more than that. Right. You know, like if the window is so small and I'm not 100% sure I can execute that shot, then it's not worth it. So that there's yep. your um, <laughs> your little uh, your little tip from me going into your weekend um, weekend round. But speaking of things changing in golf, we've got a USGA – Driver length limit. Mm-hmm. Um, that came out this week. Let me read you what it says on the USGA. It's long, so I'll just abbreviate it. USGA and RNA have announced the new model local rule, MLRG 10, if you want to look it up, uh, will be available beginning on January first, 2022. So that's just in a couple weeks. Um Provide those running professional or elite amateur golf competitors the option of limiting the maximum length of a golf club, excluding putters, to 46 inches. This proposal was announced back in February, um, which you know I'm sure the the pack. PGA tour player advisory council talked a lot about Um, Mike Wan commented on it too. We worked close with our industry partners to ensure the future of golf remains strong. Um, He said, admittedly, this is not the answer to the overall distance debate, but rather a simple option for competitive events. It's important to note. This is not a rule of golf. It is not mandated for the average recreational golfer. Rather, this is an available tool for those running competitive events. And that's something that I think is lost in the translation of, you know, the Twitter headlines and the, oh, my God, it's now 46 inches is the max. It's not (laughs) like, you know, for you and I who are going out and playing once or twice a week. It's I mean, I'm not swinging a 46 inch driver anyway, but um, lots of comments on this, especially on social media, as there always is. What are your first thoughts?
1: I mean, I, I, don't, I think we've reached a point where with the USGA, I don't think anything that there's nothing that they could do at this point. That's not going to get some kind of uproar, you know, giving their previous history and the way they've handled certain situations. They've kind of made their bed to some degree, and now they're trying to govern differently. There's some new leadership coming in, which I think is going to be great. And it's going to take some time, I think, for people to trust some of the decisions that they're making. If you look at this one independently, I mean, to me, it just feels like a bit of a moot point on the PGA tour level. There's only a few guys, Bryson, Phil, that have, and uh, there might be a couple others, but there's not many that have drivers longer than 46 inches. I think in the professional level, it makes sense. You got to start doing something. And I think it makes sense to start here with the length of the driver because it's only a few guys, right? And I think with the athletes, where things are going in training, I think what Bryson is proving to be able to swing at a technique and speeds that can get it out there like the way that he is and dominating distance consistently 330 to 345 yards and be relatively accurate with the design of these heads and shaft combinations, like, you know, okay, that's a, we're starting now to go into a different level here right now. So I think you got to do something. And, and I think it makes sense on the professional level. I know Phil chirped about it. He was kind of even took a shot a bit at the PGA tour and that he had to find out through social media, which Phil seems to be chirping a lot towards the PGA tour as of late, which is something to, to, to keep our eye on. But Um, I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't even affect. To me, it's a moot point. I think it's a right move. And this, you know, what Phil's saying and I think JT didn't like it and some others like it'll it'll smooth over and off we go.
0: Yeah, well, to elaborate on that, you're right. Mickelson's tweet said it's extremely disappointing to find out the PGA Tour adopted the new USGA rule through the media. As I read a second ago, again, it's like an optional rule kind of thing. Right. Um, and he said, I don't know of any player who had any say or any representation in this matter. And then a tour official commented that all players had been sent an email Tuesday morning yeah. saying that the rule was going to be implemented. So I I don't know how I feel about it. Um, you know, Mickelson's comments, stupid is as stupid does. It's pathetic. It's less fun. Um I I don't know. I think it's interesting. But as you said, Thomas Pagel, the USGA's managing director of uh, governance, came on Golf Today on Golf Channel and said that it only affects 3% of PGA Tour players. As you said, it's Bryson, it's uh, Phil, and it's Dylan Fratelli, who, if you would have put a gun to my head and asked me the third player, I wouldn't have been able to tell you Dylan Fratelli. Right. So... I mean, it's such a small percentage, but Phil does make a splash in that argument, you know, standing up and chirping. Like you said, Justin Thomas says, I don't really agree with it. I feel like there's a lot of other things like the arm bar putter they should be approaching as opposed to the length of the driver. But people like Colin Morikawa and Jason Kokrak didn't really care. Colin said, I'm not going to change my driver specs. I don't think it's going to change many other guys' driver specs. And Kokrak said, it doesn't affect me. I don't need to worry about it. So, I mean, they've made their final decision but well
1: like like I said I mean and that's the that's the easy thing to do with the USGA right it's frustrating and I've been frustrated with them like is then to go to well you should have done something about this you should have done something about this and look how you handled I mean there's so many examples from the previous regime that you can go to I think we've got to let Mike Wan come in his team and just you know kind of get things the way that they want it and start governing and make decisions. I, I think it's going to go in a much better direction. This decision to me makes sense. It affects very few people. Um, but yeah, I mean, Phil seems to be making a splash about a lot of things. Um, it almost kind of reminds me of like, you know, Phil's like on a high right now, right? Like he's, he's won the PGA. He's dominating the Champions Tour. He can kind of go, forget I can go roll it. with what's that?
0: He doesn't let us forget that he won the PGA either. Yeah,
1: I can go roll with my buddies on the champions tour, then I can come hang and hold court with the young guys on the PGA tour. Got the Wanamaker trophy. I've won three or four on the champions tour. I'm good at social media. Like he's got a little power here, right? Now how he uses that, we'll we'll have to wait and see. I think he's you know, I think he's overdoing it a little bit here with his choice of words and the way that he's handling it with the PGA tour. Um, We'll have to wait and see how things go from here. But at the end of the day, I think the USGA's look, I think they've it's the right move. It is. You got to start doing something right. Bryson is opening up a whole nother world here. So you got to start at least trying to get in front of that train because you didn't get in front of the ball situation when it started to go down that path.
0: And I would almost say that Mickelson has more of a right to be upset with the PGA Tour than the USGA and RNA because the PGA Tour didn't have to adopt this rule. Right. It's an optional rule that USGA put in place as like, a here it is if you want it, you know. Yeah. Um, And the PGA Tour said, yeah, sure. But I will. The last thing we'll say on this is my favorite part of this whole argument was when Lee Westwood tweeted back at Phil's tweet saying, what difference does a couple of inches make? (laughs) And there you go. You could take that for whatever. Context. Westwood
1: Westwood, live in life right now, man. He, Westwood right now, he is playing on house money. He's, you know, in love with his new wife, caddying. He could go out and shoot 85 and walk off, have a couple pints, jump in the hot tub and have a smile on his face the whole time. He don't give a shit right now. I mean, he is living life and I love it. <laughs>
0: One of those things when you when we had um, I forget who I think it was Lucas Herbert wasn't it who was talking about setting goals and how not everybody mm-hmm. wants to be number one right? in the world I, like you said Lee Westwood is doing just fine talk That's about right. somebody who's doing just fine um, but last couple of things we'll we'll touch on here is there is a what did you say she's a sophomore in high school yeah um, Macy Pate does she even have her driver's license Travis? probably not um, fifty seven she breaks yeah. the NCHSAA, which is North Carolina High School Association, uh 18 hole scoring record with a 57. I saw a picture of the scorecard. I couldn't there, I couldn't even wrap my head around the amount of circles on it. Um that's insane.
1: It is. It's the most impressive thing that I've seen all year for sure. There's it's hands down the most impressive thing. Um, what was it? Like 14 threes or 13 yeah. threes? I mean, I mean, it's easy to add up three, six, nine, 12, 15, eight, you know.
0: <laughs> it's she easy on, to add up. <laughs> yeah. She was on golf channel. I think it was on Wednesday or Thursday and she's going to come on the pod next week. So be yeah. sure to stay tuned for that. But, yeah. um, seems
1: like a really sweet girl. Um, and she's going to be on with you on Friday next week, which I look forward to. Um, wow. What a future. I mean, my goodness.
0: I looked up her Instagram, uh, you know, I was just checking her out and seeing, you know, her past results and stuff. And obviously she posts a lot about golf and a couple, I think it was like two weeks ago, she posted like pumped to have shot 72. I'm like, girl, if you only knew you were going to shoot 15 strokes better than that. And I saw her comments on golf channel. She had said like, I was hitting my wedges close and my putter was on fire. I'm like, well, Yeah. yeah, that would do it then. Huh? Maybe, yeah, maybe it's cool Bryson to see. Needs I love to cover it. Up um, and, and get a little wedge lesson.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, you might want to tune in next week on how to hit your wedges like that far from the hole.
0: <laughs> then you don't, your putting doesn't even need to be on point. Then <laughs> no. how about that?
1: <laughs> right. That's right. No that. matter <laughs> what length like, your driver is when you can hit your short irons to a foot.
0: Exactly. The last thing we'll say is that Tiger Woods was yeah. seen at Charlie's uh, event. I was. I'm not sure what event it was, but standing with no boot, no crutches standing by himself with the club in his hand. And that is just the, all the Friday motivation and encouragement we need going into the weekend.
1: It's exciting. You know, I think there's, there's, I have two emotions here when I saw that and we were talking about it. One is, is just how great golf has been without tiger. Like we should feel good about the stories that we've had, right? Like in golf's in a good spot, Bryson and Brooks and JT and Dustin and the Ryder cup and the, the rising stars of young American golfers who look now could be very dominant in Ryder cups and international play with the president's cup. And we know that golf is exploding across the world. It's so deep. The corn Ferry tour is ridiculous how deep it is and getting to meet, to meet these guys that you've been doing a great job with on Fridays. We've got Chad Ramey coming up, Mito Pereira, other guys that are just, I mean, this Mito Pereira is going to be phenomenal uh, on the PGA tour. So it's like, there's so many great things. I didn't forget about Tiger, but I almost did. You know what I'm saying? Like for the first time in 44 years, I was really consumed in golf and all of these other things. Mm -hmm. And Tiger wasn't dominating and I guess carrying it to some degree. Now here's Tiger. He's coming back. It's, it's going to happen. He's coming back. It's I have no question in my mind you're going to see him out there playing golf again. I don't know that. I'm just speculating. I mean, don't not Texan Tiger. I mean, I haven't got one here today from him. Um, But he's coming back. He looks good. All the um, rumors are that the the recovery is happening quickly as well as they expected, if not beyond. Um, If anybody's going to make that knee and ankle get close to 100%, It's going to be Tiger. And if it's reasonable, he'll make it work. And he'll be out there competing again. And just the fact that Tiger's competing in tournaments is huge for the sport.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I tweeted a couple of days ago. I think it was last week. I, You know, you get how you like your old tweets on your feed. Mm-hmm. When I was back and when I was reporting for sports for Fox, I did this clip about how, oh, my God, this Tiger Woods tweeted a video of himself swinging a golf club. And this was October 7th, 2017. When Tiger had said in an interview that week that he didn't know if he would ever compete again, 18 months later, he won the Masters. Yep. So that's just to prove exactly like you said, that if anybody's going to do something insane like that, say they're never going to play again and, you know, battle with all the drug addictions and injuries that he had, and then deal with this and be seen at Charlie's tournament, I I just think there's there's not another person on the PGA Tour that I think could do it once, let alone twice.
1: Yeah, so you have to have, I mean, okay, so he's got all the money in the world, which he's going to have the best specialists giving him advice and working on the knee and the ankle and the leg 24 seven. Right. So that's, that's helpful. Number two, Tiger has, has a tremendous amount of pain tolerance just to even work through this, the tough guy he's. and, And now it sounds like he's kind of starting to come out on the other side of it, right. With confidence and belief that it's going to happen. Thirdly, Tiger will put the time in. And he will train, and he will get it the way that he has. So everything's moving in the right direction. He has all the means to make this happen, and and um, it's going to happen. I mean, it's I, I I have no doubt we'll see him playing again. I, I I believe that.
0: Well, I would love to see it, and I think that's that's a good vibe energy that I'm going to take into the weekend. And with and that, oh, by the way, by the way, what
1: Heath Mitchell just birdied the first three holes. He's 13 under folks. And he's only played 21 holes.
0: That's some, that's (laughs) the Macy Pate stuff right there. Watch out.
1: I mean, he's 13 under through 21 holes. This golf course is no match. No match.
0: beautiful too. I've been watching people's stories from out there. (laughs) Gotta love Vegas.
1: Yeah, you do. I love it. I love these back to back in Vegas. This is, it is phenomenal. I love watching golf there. Um, there's some, there's still some good tournaments coming up and, you know, we're going to have a good fall run here, October, November. But yeah. These back-to-back in Vegas, the CJ cup, of course, it gets a great field to see um, a lot of these guys here. DJ struggled yesterday. It's weird to see him. Rom struggled in Europe, shot a thousand. Yeah. Um,
0: no birdies, not a single one.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just it's amazing. It's weird to see John Rom with a plus eight next to his name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he I looks honestly, at the paper
1: and he's like, wait, Keith Mitchell's minus 13? Wow, that was a great tournament. Wait, he's only played three holes on Friday? The hell am I doing over here?
0: Yeah, maybe we need to start this over and uh, delete the Robert Streb part and talk yeah. about <laughs> Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all we have today for happy hour on Friday, October 15th. We've got the CJ cup this weekend. Um, Keep an eye on, I'm going to keep an eye on Macy Pate and her tournament this weekend. See how she does after shooting 57. Maybe Mm -hmm. there's another 57 in her future. Again, we'll have her on next week. A lot of really good podcasts this week. If you haven't listened to them all yet, I would highly recommend it. Um, I will post the links here coming up on at the stripe show pod on Twitter. Be sure to give us a follow again, like review comments, subscribe, subscribe, rate, do all the things. Um, and we really, really appreciate you listening in and tuning in with us for a little recap on the week. And with that, Travis, we will say cheers and make it a great weekend.
1: Yes. Thank you, Samantha. We'll see you next
0: week. See you guys. Sweet. Oh, that was great.
1: That was awesome. Um,
0: I took some numbers down.
1: Okay. Cut like three or four.
0: Yeah. Let's see. I've got, um,
1: we could do one, one or two today. We could do one Saturday, one Sunday, just kind of keep it.
0: I, I can do, do you, can you send me that streb swing? Cause I can do like, I can yeah. put it over. Um,
1: you definitely got to do the call out to butch. You got to find yeah, that one. I got in there. That. Yeah.
0: And then artillery.
1: The like there's a good one in there. Yep. You know, what's funny about Streb is this is the only swing you can get. Why? There, There's none.
0: Really? Well, because he's like no one.
1: There's. I mean, I'm telling you, there is none. I this was is from do 2016.
0: About, I was, was going to do the one about Westwood, like as a fun one this weekend. Yeah, that's funny. And then. Um, I didn't see that. That's funny, though. Oh yeah that's how the golf channel article ended like it literally said what's a what's a couple inches and i remember seeing that and i didn't see it in context and i was like what is he talking about